I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. From Postcard from the Past and the award-winning Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is a place where there's always room for a view as we investigate old picture postcards and let their messages and images take us from banality to heartbreak, from Ibiza to the Norfolk Broads, and explore what it is that causes us to keep hold of these little cardboard rectangles. Each time now I welcome one guest, and it's their postcards that act as small clues to direct us towards memories, mysteries and stories. I'm Tom Jackson. I'm delighted to say that today my guest on the podcast is violinist, songwriter, musical director, Helen O'Hara. Helen, welcome to Podcast from the Past. Hi, Tom. Thanks for asking me. Now, you may well know Helen for her work with Tanita Tickerham or Graham Parker, but you will definitely know her for extraordinary work with Dexie's Midnight Runners, playing violin on their biggest hits, including, of course, Come On Eileen. Uh, first as part of the Emerald Express, then as part of the band proper and musical director. You'll have heard Helen's violin on the classic albums, 2IA and Don't Stand Me Down. Uh, most recently, though, and perhaps to some extent why we're here, Helen is the author of an excellent memoir, What She's Like, um, where she recounts her many musical adventures and enthusiasms, uh, and, and full of enthusiasm on my dad, including how she had to let down the Bilbao Symphony Orchestra to uh, join Dexys and have a number one single. These, these are the choices you have to make in life. Um, and there's much more besides. It's highly recommended. Now, Helen joins us today bearing a... Let me see. Is that an SE10 postmark? That's right, yes. And where's that? That's in Greenwich. Ah, and why, mm-hmm. why is that part of you? Well, I came across Greenwich through uh, with two, two reasons, really. One, my elder sister, Jen, used to live there. Oh, so right. occasionally... We'd visit her there. But it was my youngest son, Billy, who studied at Junior Trinity School of Music. Um, He's a professional drummer now, and that was the sort of start of things. And um, me and my (laughs) ex-husband used to go up to um, Greenwich to take him up there, sometimes go to concerts. And I just fell in love with the area. Um, I think the river's got a lot to do with it. I really love... I love the Thames. Um, it's there's something very soulful about it. 
Um, I, what's lovely with Greenwich as well is there's a huge park, which is very hilly. Yeah, it's all hill, um, isn't it, really? It is, it is. So, you know, that keeps me fit. <laughs> and there's ancient trees there, really yes. ancient oaks and things. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful historical place. I and I, I feel very comfortable living there. And now, Helen, when did you last send a postcard? Oh, very recently, actually, Good. probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, it wasn't from where I was as, as such on holiday. It was when I go to art galleries, I always buy postcards oh, yeah. or generally buy postcards if I like the person's work. And um, this was um, a postcard to one of my very good friends. And it was um, a postcard I'd got from the Tate Gallery of um, an amaryllis painting, Flower, by Piet Mondrian. Oh, lovely. Um, which was part of the Hilmer and Klimt uh, exhibition with Piet Mondrian. Oh, yes, And yes. the picture was not what I would have thought he'd have painted. It was beautiful. My favourite colour, sort of blue background with this gorgeous red amaryllis. Um, and I sent it to her as a, as a birthday card. Very good. Um, so, And that's what I do quite regularly. I usually buy, you know, postcards. And some of them, some of them I keep and can't send for various reasons, um because I bought them and you couldn't send them. So for example, when I was looking through the other day at my postcard collection to send another postcard to somebody, um, I found one from an Anish Kapoor exhibition. Oh, yes. And it was the exhibition at the Royal Academy where one of the exhibits was him firing a cannon right. of what would look like blood, really, yes, yes. at a wall. Yes. And I bought the postcard. And I thought, you, you can't send that to anyone, no, can you? No, the, the, so I'm going to have that forever. The, um, the, <laughs> You know, it's, it's true. It's tough. It's, you know, because you you have to match the card to the moment, don't you? You do. You do. That? you do. That's what postcards are about. Yeah. Well, before we see and hear about the cards that you brought in with you, uh, mm -hmm. Helen, I'll give you a quick card of mine. This is, um, of course, a postcard from the past card, like I do on Twitter and in the book. Mm -hmm. um, it's an old card from which I've selected just a, a bit of the message. So let's have a look at this one. I'm going to find the first one. This has gone missing. Oh, here it is. This is uh, Tissington. Tissington in Derbyshire. I don't know oh. if you know Tissington. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It does look gorgeous. I um, don't know it, no. Got a sort of duck pond with some goose-like ducks or mm. duck-like geese, I'm not sure. And beautiful stone on those buildings. Yes. Beautiful colour. And it's a, it's a J. Arthur Dixon card where the colours come out rather sort of washed out and, and, and um, mm. they, they look even older than they are, I suppose. Yes. And it is quite old. It's from 1962. Oh, um, and in fact, the um, on, on the threepenny stamp, there's a, a special sta a special frank, yeah. and it says World Health Organization fights malaria. So there you are. Oh my goodness! Yeah, all, the, all the paranoid people who hate the World Health Organization, they've yeah. been they've been helping us all since 1962. They have, yeah. Um, anyway, this is it's, it's an interesting card. It's for sent to Mrs. Seal, as in the animal, mm -hmm. uh, at Blackpool. Um, she, she's actually staying at the Bank House Hotel. I don't know if she's on holiday in Blackpool. She might be. And it's sent from... Oh, my goodness. Uh, Janet. It's a very long message, so I'll just uh, read a part of it. Basically, uh, Janet has had a birthday. And um, Janet is not shy about telling uh, Mrs Seal what she received. She says, Dear all, thank you for my presence. Uh, life is lovely, Linda. Life is lovely. So Mrs. Mrs. Seal must be called Linda. Mm -hmm. I've had 32 cards, a £2 box of chocks from work, £2.10 shillings, oh. 
a glass elephant, a bambi and bambi. So I get a glass bambi, I think. Oh, Brackets, yeah. big ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how big. Um, from Mr. Morris. A stocking case from Mr. and Mrs. B. Box of chocks from the Wigglesworths. Very generous people, the Wigglesworths. And a fluorescent yellow jumper from H and E. Brackets, it's too small. <laughs> a battleship charm, which opens, and that sounds quite mm. fun. Another one and a half pounds of chocks. Tweed perfume. Mm. Yardley's hand cream. Hair talc. Can you get talc, talc for your hair? Maybe. And six scarlet carnations from Eric. Oh. Um, my party went off lovely and I managed okay. Everybody thoroughly enjoyed themselves. So, um, How lovely. What yeah. a lovely, lovely time she's had. Lots of chocolates to get through. The only thing is, I just wonder if there's, there's a line between being grateful and showing off. <laughs> <laughs> because if there is, I, I don't know that she hasn't sort of taken a step uh, into the showing off area. Well, she's just so... So excited, she's just... That's the thing, isn't it? You can write things and you're so... It's not a child, by the way. Is it? No. It's a real... It's a list, isn't it, there? there that is yeah. a list of... Yeah, and there's actually the, there's a, a PS and a PPS. The PPS, Ooh. I think my candlesticks are lovely. So I, I, she's... That must be another present, I suppose. Yeah. She's done well. She's done well. Maybe uh, Mr. Seal sent the candlesticks. Yeah, but if, if so... Then that makes it a bit of an afterthought, Well, it? quite. Oh, mm. I knew there was some rubbish you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> she preferred the tweed perfume and the, yeah. the hair talc. And the hair talc, yeah. <laughs> uh, another quick one. This is um, Mount Snowden, and it's a group of people sort of looking, in, looking around, wondering what to do. Now, they've, they've reached the top of Mount Snowden. Oh, um, yeah. I've been up there. Have you? Very unlikely yeah. sky. I'm sure the sky wasn't that colour when you went there. I can't remember. I don't think it's ever been that colour. And we're into sort of playful territory here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a girl called... Hmm. I'm not sure, actually. Maybe it's not a girl, maybe it's a boy. Anyway, they're writing to to Granny and Grandad. They've written on the front, by the way. uh, It says the summit, Snowden, height, blah, blah, blah. And it says, on a fine day. (laughs) Now... (laughs) That implies to me that when she went, that may not have been what it was like. But I don't know. You know I love that. Who knows? And um, it's being sent to Cuddam, Seven Oaks in Kent. Very nice. Um, obviously sent from, from the area. And uh, it says, Dear Granny and Grandad, yesterday I climbed Snowden. This is 1984, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the first bit was fine, but then it was very difficult. At last we reached the top. It was frezzing cold. <laughs> that's really cold when it's freezing cold uh, Mummy and M were meant to be coming up by train you didn't get the train up mm. but it was booked up so I couldn't got down in the train so I had to walk the hundred miles Then <laughs> something about I can't read the oh, then lots of love Rachel kiss 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 so I think it was a sort of mixed trip up Snowden yes. for Rachel. One, one Rachel will remember. Um, yeah. 100 miles. God, I don't quite remember it being that far. No, because on the front it says it's only 3,650 feet. <laughs> she prob- she took the long route. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, circumnavigated Circular. it yeah. like, a, like a ziggurat. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, wonderful. Look, I should remind everyone listening to this that uh, images of these cards... Um, so that you can have a look at them, are all going to be on the website, uh, postcardfromthepast.co.uk. Uh, these and Helen's cards and, and 
Any other cards that come to mind, they'll be there. Now, Helen, you've been kind enough to come along with cards today. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a look at the first one you've got. What have, what have you got for us today? The first card is um, a card I sent to my mum and my younger brother, Mark, who was still living at home. And it's from Utrecht oh. in the Netherlands. And it is dated the 29th of October, 82. 1982. Now, you were busy in 1982. I was. And this is from... um, I've I've written to her about the European tour that Dex's, Dex's Midnight Runners, as we were known then, um, were taking, were were partaking in. And um, we've just finished a fantastic um, UK tour, the sellout tour. Right. Um, which often had two performances a night, you know, a matinee and, a, and an evening one. And i just left college, and this was my first proper job, as it were. Wow, into the maelstrom. Absolutely. And what I love about this this particular postcard is the the sort of joy, enthusiasm and excitement that it exudes. Um, I'm about... 25, 26 years old, I reckon. I'm born in 56, so 82, birthday in November. So coming up to 26, um, having the time of my life. And there's, a, there's one line in it. It's a right at the end that I really love. And it says, um, I'm, I'm squeezing everything in. It's tiny writing and I'm squeezing everything in. And right at the end, my last sentence is, Mum, comma, could you send my blue bikini to Birmingham and I'll <laughs> refund PMP, postage and packing? Because most hotels have swimming pools, dash, boast, exclamation mark. <laughs> and what I love about that is two things. First of all, it's that thing of staying in hotels with swimming pools. Now, I've been a student for four years, living on a student grant, um, gratefully, you know, but obviously very little money. Prior to that, I'd been playing with, you know, I'd left home at 17, playing with bands in Bristol, Little, very little money. So I'm not used to a lavish lifestyle or having lots of money to spend. Um, so there's this wonderful thing of, of just being in a position to, to have a swim in a hotel anytime. But but the blue bikini, I I was on a, a weekly wage then, um, a sort of retainer right. with Dexys. It wasn't huge, but it was it was good, you know. It was I don't I can't remember what it was, but it might have been the same as maybe if I'd been a teacher or something, right. you okay. know. Well, I, I, it was good. I and mean, presumably also you were fed and watered. So. Fed and watered, and you were given per diems, oh, okay. which meant, you know, that that was for like expenses incurred um, on the day. But often you didn't need to spend them because right. we were fed and watered, um, so you saved those, and then that was extra. Um, I could have afforded to. have bought yes. a new blue bikini. <laughs> and it might have been fun to. But I wouldn't have thought of it. And, really? and, that, and that's the great thing. That is the thing that I, I really love about that because I was so used to, you know, if I've got a bikini at home, so yes. why would I buy one now? I'm going to wait. You know, there was that sort of thing. It was a very much more... It was Well, it wasn't really a consumerist society then, in right. 82. I don't think so. Well, certainly not from my... Well, there weren't so many clothes shops around, definitely. No, and it was that thing of if you've got some, you don't... You, it, I don't remember people really being that frivolous, or certainly maybe it was just who I was hanging out with or whatever, but, you know, if you had something, you wouldn't buy another one. Mm-hmm. Or And I didn't have many possessions. I mean, I think the most 
of sort of possessions apart from my musical instrument and um, clothes and things would have been with my first wages from Dexys. I bought um, a portable. Um, radio cassette player. Oh, right. Well, that's kind of a professional tool as well. It, well, it was. It was. It, it, absolutely. And a tiny little um, portable TV, right. black and white TV, you know, with a, with an indoor aerial. Oh, and, yeah. and that was... I'd splashed that. And they out. were rubbish. And they were absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Doesn't matter how expensive they were. <laughs> you spent all your time tuning it. So, so do you know what I mean? So I, I, I could have afforded it, but I, but I didn't. Right. Um, and I hung. And I do remember that blue bikini, which you know, it wasn't great. I must have had it for years. <laughs> and I remember wearing it when the, the following year, we when we were touring in America. Um, and you still where, weren't spending loads of cash. No, I was wearing that in Los Angeles by the pool. You know, I was still. Yeah, I, I just thought thought that was a lovely a lovely line. So maybe that's what it just shows you had your feet on the ground. Yeah, I suppose so. So your yeah. mum would send that to Birmingham. She'd have sent that to my flat in Birmingham. So yes. when you next got back, you'd pick it up, kind of. Yes, thing. and the flat was I was still living in my student flat, right. um, which was a shared flat. Sort of, I had there were three rooms. I had one, and we shared a kitchen and bathroom. I can't. It was a bit like the young ones. I can't <laughs> ever remember anybody cleaning the bathroom or, or the. Um, you know the kitchen, but hey, you know <laughs> you don't notice those things. At but presumably, 25. also once you once you're on tour, your feet aren't touching the ground really. So the, the base is it's just back there somewhere. Exactly, it didn't matter. That that was the thing. I mean, the the landlady who'd come round ever so often to collect the rent. I mean, she was amazed. I could see her sort of amazement that I was still living there. And it was oh, like, she well, thought you'd be in a palace somewhere. Or? Yeah, she probably <laughs> thought I had millions of fans now, and yes. I'd be in yeah some grand mansion. Um, but like you say, you know, I was rarely there, and I and people I was sharing the fact with were nice, and and I didn't put a big importance on that. I never have, you know. I've, I've always it's always been more about um, what I'm doing, the people I'm with, and the places. It's not about um, you know making a place grand or you know that sort so of thing. So we, when you were on tour, were you sending lots of postcards home? I sent. I certainly remember sending four to my mum. I sent this one from Utrecht. Then, and I mentioned in this postcard that we're going on to Berlin. So the next postcard I sent was from Berlin, where I talk about um, having a day off because we had very little time off. Um, I was also um, doing a lot of interviews with Kevin. um, So that was the sort of time off used up. Oh, so you didn't get the days to yourselves, it didn't quite work that No, not at all. It was incredibly, incredibly full on because you'd be, you'd be doing radio interviews and it was that thing where you had to physically go to the studio to do things as well. You know, now you can do Zoom calls and Zoom, Zoom radio me, yes. or phone, phone re- interviews. There you, you were going between radio stations, especially in America. That was um, a lot of, you know, exhausting. You'd start in, in the over breakfast and go right up. Try to be a bit mad as well. It didn't. It, could, it did after about nine months. Um, and as I mentioned in the book, actually, it was a terrible thing for Kevin, really, because um, as a singer, you you should you need to save your voice. Right. Yes. You know, uh, uh, and you, most well, a lot of singers I, I know won't speak. Often won't speak much on tour um, because they have to save their voice. You know. Yes, it's, yes. It's, uh, but but yes. So I sent four postcards. So the one, next one was from Berlin, where I talk about Checkpoint Charlie and going over to East Berlin. So that was in 1982. Yes. Which Gosh. was quite an experience. Um, and that would stay that way for quite a, a few years more. It I did. I went, I went back again when I was touring with Tanita Tickerham. And 
the amazing thing was I went back again to Berlin just after 1989 when the wall had just come down. And I have photographs of me, really? you know, pick, on the other side um, with holes in the wall. I mean, it's extraordinary, quite yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. So that, you know, is is a huge um, bit of history, really, talking about sending a postcard saying you've been, you know, for the day. To Absolutely. And it's and it even a sort of archive document. Postcards yeah. are real things. Totally. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Don't um, let the museum see it. <laughs> and the other two postcards were from when we went to America, which of course was extremely exciting, American Canada. And, and the first one was from, uh, I, it was from New York. Um, and I believe, the, I had a look at the postcard and I believe, again, historical, but pretty awful. The postcard says it was taken from the Twin Towers. Oh, goodness me. I know. More so history. More history. So it's looking, obviously looking down, an aerial shot on New York. And then the other postcard was from, at the end of the tour, from San Francisco, where it's all sunny and lovely oh, and, wow. and, you know, another world, really. You've got uh, some of these postcards, I did, and I didn't know there were postcards. I wasn't sure there were postcards. I read mm -hmm. the book because you don't, it's not an illustrated book in that sense. Sure. But you, just, you just incorporate them into the story and they sit very well. But there's one here from New York in 1983. Do you, mm -hmm. do you think you could read that to us? Yes, of course. Because yeah. what's interesting about it is this um, sort of almost train spottery fascination <laughs> with the charts. But it's not. It's important because this is, is your career carrying on or true. is it stopping? It's important stuff. Very true. Yes. So, so yes, this was a postcard sent to um, my mum, Mrs. Bevington, and Mark, my younger brother again, and to my other brother, Tony, his wife, Jill, and my niece, Romana. Too who... mean to buy several cars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they lived literally across the road from each other. So, that, yeah, exactly. Come and have a look at this one. Uh, that was probably a sort of afterthought. I better add Tony, Jill, and Romana as well. <laughs> and it's um, New York City, Friday. The postmark is 11th of February, 1983. And I write, New York is, our, is as I remembered, and I love it. I'd like to live here for a while. So far, we've played Boston and New York. Both were quite good, and the reaction was too. Eileen is 40, 42 this week in Billboard charts. Oh, gosh. And the LP 70-something. Well, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean... Are you going to crack America? Are we going to crack America? Yes, exactly. Plenty didn't. <laughs> Tomorrow is a 12-hour drive to Toronto. Oof. I rang Sue. Now, Sue is my sister, my eldest sister, who'd emigrated with her family to Toronto. I rang Sue and hoped to see her on Sunday. There hasn't been much snow, although it's cold. Lots of love, Helen. Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? And it, it is lovely. And I did see Sue after the show. We played at Massey Hall and they all came along. And it was that lovely opportunity of seeing, you know, my sister, my, my big sister, who I hadn't seen for years... What, when you're working and you're on tour and, and, you know, it was an exciting thing for them, you know, yeah. um, Dexes were obviously becoming quite well known then. And, and these were exciting shows you are putting on as well. They were time. very exciting shows. They were very dramatic, very visual, um, quite different for the time, I think. It was a big band, 11-piece, I believe, you know, three horns, three violins, bass, drums, um, guitar... Uh, I think that was it, and Kevin, obviously. Um, but, yeah, big shows, very choreographed. Um, 
like, like nothing else. So really. exciting. Yeah, like yeah, yeah I remember it now. The sound and the visuals. I yeah, yeah, totally. For, um, for, yes, and, and, and small sort of set objects like um, sort of old crates with a sort of cloth over them, sort of sackcloth. So a bit of drama, yes. drama there. Not, not huge. I mean, compared to now where it's all singing and dancing and, yes. you know, you don't know where to look and <laughs> everything. Um, that was quite um, quite a theatrical show. Yes. Well, a very theatrical show, actually, for, for the times. And you weren't yeah. daunted by entering this sort of intense, visionary, super-disciplined, um, creative world. This was something you, you knew from orchestral work, or, or did it...? Because you seem to have embraced it from the book. You just sort of dived in and loved the creativity. It seemed, it was, it, I suppose it was what I'd been looking for, really. Um, and I'd found, I'd found it, um, I don't, I don't think it's sort of luck. I think, because I think everybody, you have to work for what you want. But often it's, you, you know, to be in, it's sort of be in the right place at the right time when you're ready, ready for that. Um, if I hadn't have gone to music college, I'm not sure I'd have been, not sure I'd have been ready for that. Even though I've been playing in groups, I think the discipline of that four years, I was incredibly disciplined. I mean, I'm a, I suppose I'm a very disciplined person anyway. I always have been. And if I'm focused and if I want to do something, I'll try and do it and aim for it and try and get there however. But um, at music college, I'd gone into music college a little bit later at 21. And those few extra years of growing up, and realising that in order to improve as a violinist, I really needed to concentrate on my technique and have some good teachers and, and knuckle down every day. And so I used to go in at 8.30 in the morning and leave at 9 at night wow. and just, you know, boyfriends would get really annoyed with me because I said, <laughs> I'm not going to the pub, I'm gonna, I need to do another hour's practice. <laughs> I mean, to the point, actually, I was, I was saying, it was quite interesting, I was saying to my younger son, Billy, the other day, who, who's a professional drummer, that I was remembering one of my uh, amazing violin teachers called Andrew Watkinson, who plays with the Endelian Quartet. Um, he said to me a couple of times, you need to do something else. You need to really... do, get a sort of hobby, do something else, because you, you mustn't just concentrate on music you need to live and and, yes. and so I, I joined a jazz tap class which I was useless at but, but it was fun and it made and me physical, meet other people physical yeah. and I met other people and the music was different from what I was used to and also joined a pottery class he got me you know he understood he could I mean that is that's very mature to see that and to suggest that at, at that age that you need you can't play music unless you live. Yes. You know. He was probably so the thing also for your saying technique was to do a little bit less technique. Get a boyfriend <laughs> as well, you know, which I did. You know, you know what I mean? Because you can't you can't really, I don't think, you can express music un, unless you've experienced Right. You need life. something to express. You need something to Otherwise express. Otherwise it's maths. Or you you can fake it, of course, right. but it's it's better if you've experienced something, I think. Yes. Fascinating. Very good. Now from the sublime to ridiculous, as it <laughs> so often is. Um, I'll do another quick card of mine. This is uh, Mallorca. Ooh. Here we are, Mallorca. Mm -hmm. Santa Pond, little multi-view, three images. Mm -hmm. It's quite a modern card, I think. It's from 19... It's from 2001. My goodness, we've broken the, the millennium barrier. <laughs> I, don't think, I should throw it away. It's far too new. <laughs> um, oh, now, this made me laugh because um, it has musical elements to it, and mm. I, know, I wanted to hear your response. So it's sent to Pool in Dorset, very nice, um, and it's sent from someone, uh, Kathy and 
Roy, Joy, don't know, Kathy and someone. They dear Kath and Trev, having a sweltering time here in Mallorca. Sun cream every day, <laughs> but the sea is cold. Met a couple from Dublin at the square where we see the Four Tops, ABBA, the Bee Gees and the Peking Acrobats, who were brilliant. The apartment is very nice, but we have diggers and drilling at 8.15 in the morning, which is very nice because we don't like it if it's too quiet. <laughs> Love, Cathy. Now, I think Cathy may have forgotten to mention that these must be tribute acts. I was just going to say, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't aware of an ABBA revival in 2001 in no, Santa Ponza. <laughs> but obviously, you know, having the, a whale of a time and, yeah. and what great music to hear. I just wondered, though, if she thinks it was real. If she thinks the Bee Gees were there. And I don't oh, know. I wonder. I suppose it made me laugh because, you know, the afterlife of, of, of groups yeah. is like... Uh, yeah. And there's you know. a lot of tribute acts who are absolutely brilliant around, yeah. aren't there? There's a yeah, lot. Yeah. And it's know. a good night out, I suppose, it's which is, after all, what, often what you're after. It's a good night out. And, and the mu- it's the, all, always about the music, isn't it? If the, if the songs are great, which those are going to be, yeah. then if they perform well... You're singing along, you're enjoying it, aren't you? And and, and there's something about a live performance as well, yeah. even if it isn't the real thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, yeah, but it just made me laugh that she doesn't doesn't mention the fact that no, no, for real. No. <laughs> Next on, yes, oh, after the four tops. Yeah, quite, quite. There you go. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. My guest today is musician Helen O'Hara. Uh, here's a surprise. We've received a postcard. Uh, and it's from Swaffham. And it's from uh, Mildred. And Mildred says, The record you played last Sunday was Oh My Papa, played backwards by Eddie Calvert with his golden trumpet. Um, well, Mildred, uh, oh. you must be mistaken. I didn't play any records <laughs> last Sunday. Certainly not Eddie Calvert backwards. <laughs> Or forwards. <laughs> Brilliant. On with the postcard stories. Ooh. Helen, 
What's the second card you got for us? The second postcard is from my eldest son, Jack, and it's from Taipei, which is Taiwan. And Jack, at the time, he would have been about the same age as me when I sent that first postcard to my mum in 1982. And he's also in the uh, music industry, music business, whatever it's called, at the time. Um, And he was in Taipei, which I'd never heard of, just to be honest. My geography isn't isn't very good. And obviously, we never went there with Dex's. He sent it um, from the UK. And actually, on the front, he's written in brackets, sent from the UK as usual, because that's what Jack used to do. He used to buy the postcard. Right. Um, and then send it when when he got back. It's hard to get the stamps Um, sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to get the stamps. Um, There might be the thing that you're actually going to be back before, you know, or or just that mistrust of it ever reaching its destination. Do I trust the concierge? Exactly, yeah. Um, But what's lovely is that he, and actually my other son Billy as well, they, they do... They have continued the tradition of sending postcards. Oh, lovely. Um, Billy sent me one um, in January this year from New Zealand when he was visiting there with his partner who is from New Zealand. And that was, you know, that was from New Zealand with the stamp. and it Extra I mean, points then for Billy, I think. Extra points for Billy because that's gone. You couldn't have sent it from a further further distance. But um, but this is lovely because it's, it's just what I was, you know, doing, sending to my mum, he's sending to his mum. So it's history repeating itself. Yeah, um, but, but further afield now because the world's got even bigger, smaller. Yeah, bigger and smaller, I suppose. Um, and and it's, this postcard is incredible because, A, it shows where he's playing. And I asked him, I spoke to him the other day and I said, where, what were you performing then? It was... Um, Amadeus, the film Amadeus. Okay. So, so Jack's job was operations manager with um, a company called Avex, Avex International who show films and then they bring in the live music. So it could be the Titanic right. or it could be Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, here they were doing Amadeus Amazing. and bringing in the... So they must the strip out the music from the film, I suppose. Yes, yeah. And Special it, it, mix. It's, it's fantastic, actually. It's a really... I've seen, quite, obviously, <laughs> seen quite a few. Um, and it is makes such a difference when you... Hear the music live. You're you're yes. more tuned into it, as it were. You're more aware of the music, I think, than when it's in the film. Even and, though and it might presumably be great. has the jeopardy of being live. Every you know, it has to. It's happening in front of you. It could go wrong. Exactly. Yes. And, they can miss um, the cue. Well, it it did go wrong once. Jack oh. said, which was quite interesting. <laughs> I know. It was a, so. I can't remember what um, uh, piece of music it was, but obviously the conductor has um, a headphone feed. To sync him up with the film yes, and yes. to conduct wow. and bring That's everybody real in. Conducting, isn't it? it is real conducting, yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. is locked, that film. That film's not stopping it's for It's not you. stopping, no, exactly. You can't nudge the drummer and say, slow down a bit. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, something went wrong, technically went wrong. So Jack leapt onto the stage, sat underneath the conductor, um, and had, and because his feed was okay, okay, and he had to sort of direct the conductor for a little bit until they got. They so who conducts the conductor? Who conducts exactly? So, Brilliant. Oh, so it is a very you know a lot of things. Can, and is is can he go a musician? Um, he, Does he know enough to? He yeah he studied the piano. He was a very good pianist. Um, and their training, he went. He and Billy both went to the Guildhall School in Music oh, yes, and Drama. Exactly. So so he, he Jack did. was studying technical theatre, but they have to interact and do a lot 
with, and he'd also worked at the Royal Opera House. So he's right. where you have to, as a stage manager, you have to follow a score. Yeah. Oh, right. So, no so, about. so he, there's no mucking about. No. So he's proper musician, like in that. <laughs> I mean, following an opera score, not sure I could do that. But um, um, but what's lovely with this postcard is, um, and actually, I only did it today. There's a little cutout. There, so there's a picture of the um, hall that that he's. Played, played with, you know, that the, the, they've performed with. And there's cut-out figures oh, on the front, oh. which you can sort of push out, and there's it's three soldiers, up. isn't it? Yes. And and so it's, an, it's a remarkable... Um, and they're not, they're not... You don't... They're sort of marching along. They're marching Slightly along. sinister looking. It is sinister. It's <laughs> like on the front you've got this sort of... Yeah, look at my jackboots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, one side is all very, you know, very, well, this is yes, my scene, yes. and the next side is is, you know... Well, let's Watch see. Them. Let's say they're ceremonial. They're not uh, sinister. Yeah, let's they're do marvellous. That. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was. Um... Yeah. No, I've never seen push-out pictures like that. Very no. good. It was great, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. Halfway around the world. Well, halfway around the world. Halfway around the world in a suitcase, and then the last, yeah. the last mile in a. <laughs> exactly. A exactly. Well, the postman doesn't know any different. He, he just, he just delivers it through your letterbox. That's right. I do remember. You know, I don't know whether you did this, but we, as a family. Um, as a family with with my sons, but also when I was a child, um, every because we, we used to receive quite a lot of postcards, and it was mainly from family, the odd friend, but mainly from family, and we used to attach them in a line with sellotape oh, yeah. and hang them down from a cupboard or on oh, the fridge, yes. and they'd be there the whole year, and then the. When you took the Christmas decorations down and everything in January and the Christmas cards, they'd come down again and then you'd start a new line oh, really? with everyone's... Maybe I should try that. Postcards. I just put it on the mantelpiece. It's the same here, but I might do that because I think that's the lovely thing, isn't it, that you... So whenever we went into the kitchen, you'd, you'd see yes. the postcard. Because the other thing is you put them on the fridge. That's very common, isn't it, to put them on the fridge? Yes, the magnets. magnets yeah. It reminds me a bit of when well, you're talking to the, the hanging ones. It reminds me of the... Um, the things you used to get in in postcard shops at the seaside, hmm. and I've got I've got a few of these where they they're, they're stuck together with ribbon, oh, right. so it will say uh, salmon cards or something, and there'll be ten views. Oh really? And oh. So that you think, oh, I'll have one of those, please, and you you go and buy one. Oh okay, so, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, these are probably from the fifties and a bit earlier actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they would. There's something quite pleasing about seeing cards dangling like that. There is, and also it, it, I just think it's a lovely thing that. Because it, it does take an effort, doesn't it, to, to, to write Absolutely. it, to send it, to, you know, get the stamp. You've, you've invested some money in yeah. this. You've thought of that person. You might even have written the address down before. I mean, obviously not my mum's, but, you know, if you're sending it to somebody you weren't that familiar, that you, you've had to take a note of it yeah. to, to send. And, and then you've got it for a long time to look at. Um, now, you know, I'm... I tend to, you know, like most people, you send WhatsApp message with a few pictures, which yep. is great. But it's ephemeral, though, isn't it? Yeah, and it's gone. Never look at them again, probably. Um, and Even though the pictures are often extraordinary quality and fascinating, and beautiful pictures yeah. and really interesting, and you can edit them if you want and all, yeah. all sorts. But, but it's they're flick through. I suppose we receive a lot, lot of pictures maybe over the day. Um, no, there's but these about are so a physical, physical product, a physical so thing. personal. Yeah, so personal. Yeah, I'm really glad my mum kept all those because she did have a habit of throwing, getting rid of stuff. But she, right. I think she, um, I think she recognised anything to do with Dex's or, or to do with Michael. She she did keep, um, right. which was very sweet, very nice, very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Really but also, nice. that it, it's so good to, for you because you wrote the book. Yes. That it doesn't matter how much you. Um, 
want to write and remember those moments and try and put them in the book in your own words, having them in your words from that moment is different, isn't it? It's yes. something immediate about it. It is. And it's not you. It's, it's you as was. You as was. Yeah, exactly. Very good. And they were, they were good triggers as well. Yes. I mean, you don't, so it reminded might, you of It's things. like the blue bikini. I would, would have never remembered that, you know, but it's... <laughs> it really wasn't a very nice bikini. <laughs> anyway... Maybe you were just feeling splendid. I've got to say, so I'll send the bikini. That'll keep her. That'll keep her quiet. <laughs> no, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it, it meant something to you. Yeah. The whole band were doing it. Yes. <laughs> Writing home for, for swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wonder. <laughs> well, at least you weren't asking for swimwear with uh, sort of holes ripped in it. At, 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 no, exactly. Oh, well, yeah, style, that doesn't bear thinking about. Yeah. No, no, you've got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> A couple of years later, it had been uh, very fancy swimwear from uh, Brooks oh, Brothers. Oh, my goodness. Do you know, I don't think I ever bought any um, swimwear from Brooks Brothers. That's a good point. Oh, nice. They must have sold it. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I passed the shop the other day. Oh, I, I was in New York last week, and I passed Brooks Brothers. And it was... I went the, the, in... The, 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 the branch you'd visited before? Yes. That, I mean, there were two branches. Um, but I went, to the, went into the one on Madison Avenue, and... It had shrunk. It was so oh, really? small, and I was—I couldn't get my head around it. And I—I I, I took a picture and posted it on uh, social media. But I wasn't convinced there was something wrong. And then the following day, I think we were on Fifth Avenue, and they had a Brooks Brothers there. And I popped in and I said, "That one on Madison Avenue—is that the one that was?" And he said, "No." He said they—they um, they sold the original building, oh. and they moved sort of further along just bought the the um a smaller shop because i suppose you know everything's bought mostly online now isn't it yeah and i suppose you just have a sort of smaller shop where you can get alterations done if you want or whatever but um did, it, the, did my, it bring these sort of initial shopping trips back to your memory it did immediately you go in and it's that there's a formality in those shops and it's i mean i'm not the not the sort of smartest of dresses anyway. I, you know, and I was, you know, there like a bit like I am today in my jeans and trainers and things. And you go in and, and it's everything is, as I say in the book, you know, and as I remembered, all this sort of polished wood and they're incredibly smart, the, um, the, the people who work there. And it's quiet, you know, there's no music playing. Right. Um, and everything's... Or there's order in that shop, you know. <laughs> you know, you you can trust that people in that shop. You know, so <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, well, um, that's to make you feel comfortable with parting your money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and you, on your first trip, it was Kevin Rowland's money. It was, yeah, exactly, yeah, yes. He did spend a lot of money, and it was what was wonderful with with that shop. Then is is us going in wearing. You know, I was wearing... I was literally wearing these battered sandals, you know, no socks or anything. Well, obviously not. Sandals and, you know, the, the sort of raggedy clothes. <laughs> and they didn't blink. Oh, you know, it that's was class, isn't it? Absolute class. And I think there might have been a bit of relief when money was starting to be spent because, you know... But it must have been so, so weird for yeah. me. Yeah. That's have. a scene from a film, isn't it? Going in, going in, in one outfit and coming been. out in another. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's extraordinary. And then we'd, you know, go in and and try things on because some things needed altering, you know, and they would do it in the shop right. and they'd come back in two days and, you know, they'd let down the sleeves a bit or whatever. And um, and then we, when we made further trips back to New York and when we were uh, mixing um, Don't Stand Me Down, we spent quite a bit of time there. So we were 
I've spent a fortune by this time. I, I think I'd blown all my own savings, actually. <laughs> on clothes? On clothes, from, from, yeah. this is this is, this is this is the girl who would get a bikini sent out from Bristol. I know. Corrupted by the music business into buying expensive clothes. I know. I, we, came, we came back with suitcases full of them <laughs> and... It, it was extraordinary, exactly, that, that contrast of... But the, the look that uh, you, that was put together for the banner, I mean, put together, I mean, confected, I mean, that you put together yourselves, mm. was quite shocking at the time. It was quite I think shocking. It, I think it must have been, yeah. I mean, we, we, we'd got used to it, you see, because we were wearing it... Right. We were, one, we were fed up with wearing the dung, dungarees and everything, and we were... <laughs> Cold ankles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice to put on a pair of socks and loafers, and, and it was... You know, you felt good in these clothes, and, yeah. and it is that thing. If you do put on something smart, you do feel you feel nice, don't you? Yeah, feel, it's, feel, it's a costume, isn't it? It's you, a costume. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, and we tried not to wear them too much because Kevin was a bit paranoid that certain people might pick up on the idea and, and use it themselves. Right. Um, and so, um, because we we're in Birmingham, it wasn't too too much of a problem so or we might wear just part of it we might right. wear just you know the shirt with some jeans or something you know just a bits of the loafers with jeans or something so not not the whole full-blown look but um that there, there was a bit of that that paranoia but but we lived in it you know when everything was released um, right, that's yes. what, what we wore all the time um and we had you know all the accessories as well i had <laughs> bags and i've still got a few things at home not much, but you know, still, you know, sunglasses, all all sorts of things. You must have been the only group whose rock star excess was very, very sensible clothes. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's what made it unique, I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> well, look, uh, Helen, thank you so much for sharing these cards with me. Um, Pleasure. I, I, I say the same thing. I never know where the cards will send us, and, and they sent me to some interesting places. Um, thank you for sharing them with me and the listeners. Um, quick reminder for everyone at home: these cards. Um, the, uh, all, the, all the various cards we looked at today are going to be on the website, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, so you can see them, uh, including the um, curious gentleman marching around Taipei. Um, <laughs> now, before we let Helen out into slightly overcast London weather, um, it's customary for us to end the programme with one of these. Mm-hmm. I'm just passing Helen a card to have a look at. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you're familiar That's... with these. I am. Paris. So it's a sort of oversized postcard of Paris. It is huge, yeah. But can you, you can see what's special about it, no doubt. Well, in the middle is a um, uh, there's a hole, but the hole is in a ship, and it looks like a, maybe a, a um, I've forgotten what you call them now, like a, a coat of arms. Would it be a coat of arms? Well, I'll put you out of your misery. It, it's a musical postcard. It's a record. Oh. So you put it, bend it in the light. You'll see the grooves. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yes, it is. Oh yes, and at the at the bottom it says Colette. Oh no, no, that's that's person. I thought it said record. It's made my eyesight. Renard. That's not. Um, well, Accordion the, du P- the good Petit people Leon. at Wardour Studios, young Tom through the glass, yeah. has made a digital file of this. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> oh, it could not be more Parisian. It couldn't. <laughs> the accordion, the valse. So what have we got? We've got the, the, the Arc de Triomphe, mm-hmm. the Eiffel Tower, the Sacré-Cœur... Notre-Dame. And Notre-Dame. Well, and the, and the Seine. Yes. Wow. What? I've never seen that before, or, or well, heard anything like this. I, I think they, they finished probably before our time, but they, 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 they were quite big in the 50s and 60s, I think. Were they? Wow. That's wonderful. Not bad quality. 
That's I mean, brilliant, Collis. I, I know you're quite fussy when it comes to proper remastering, so... <laughs> I would accept this though. You'll go with postcard. it. If it's on cardboard, it's okay. Do you know okay. what? I think that's a great idea. Bands should, re you know, take this up as a marketing yeah. thing because, you know, I wonder what this cost. Oh, Do you know? I don't know. I wonder what I that don't cost. Know. To... Does it say anything on the back? Oh, originally what it cost. Mm. Who knows? Is that there is a message on this one, but you can hardly read it. Someone has written a message. It offers some advice. Kelka Conseil. Oh, keep it carefully, no, I think it means don't, don't ruin it. <laughs> well, look, as the, as the fractured images of the City of Light continue to spin at exactly 45 RPM, that's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guest for sharing the postcards from her past, Helen O'Hara. Thanks very much, Tom. Really enjoyed chatting. Oh, thank you. Bye for now. see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.